everybody and welcome to My Dog Ate My Email, a podcast all about email from the DMA. I'm your host, Lily Boev, Director of Client Success at Future and now Chair of the Email Council at the DMA. This month's podcast is a little bit different to the previous four that we've recorded in that it's just me. I haven't got any guests this month. But what we do have is some recordings from the last email council at the beginning of May. Let me give you a bit of background, a bit of context. So every month, email council members get together. We discuss what's been going on in the industry. We discuss progress for our drive for email excellence. With the latest rebrand from the DMA, what we've decided to start doing is really challenging the status quo within the industry some of the conventional wisdom that the industry has been built on. And so I posed a question to the group. The rest of this podcast is a combination of me doing a little bit of commentary on what's been said, mainly because the audio quality wasn't that good in the room, and also a few clippings from what people actually said in the room. Just before we get started, I want to apologise. As I said, the audio quality isn't the best. This is a completely new format for us. We need a better microphone for a room that size and with people with that many opinions. So hopefully this is going to work. According to the DMA Marketer Tracker that was recently released by the DMA, the research piece was actually done by our very own Marcus Geary. 91% of marketers believe that email is a key strategic channel. Now, when I was reading the Marketer Tracker, this this really struck me as something quite a big deal. In my entire career, I've always worked with clients and I've always believed as an email marketer that email marketing is a big deal. So amazing, 91% of marketers believe that email is a key strategic channel. But the thing that really struck me about all of this is that if it is such a key strategic channel. Why is it that marketers, email marketers and tech providers, vendors actually still find it really hard to engage CMOs and senior directors when it comes to conversations about email? You know, I'm seeing budgets increasing across the board for email and communication, but actually having a strategic conversation and email being one of those key strategic drivers is still a real challenge. So I posed this question to the email council. And one of the first things that was mentioned was that in terms of traffic to websites, email sits fairly low in the mix. When you compare that against something like organic or web search affiliates, only 11% of all website sessions come from email relative to those particular channels. And when you then link it in terms of expenditure and in terms of priorities, you typically get five or six times more traffic in terms of affiliate and paid. You know, that was quite quite an important point raised by, by Nick. An additional point raised as part of this is the concept of the batch and blast mentality. The perception of email is is very different compared to other channels. There was an example provided that if you segment, this is this comes from a CMO, if you segment, then you might miss the people that will actually make the purchase. But by segmenting, you're potentially excluding them from the subset of contacts. 
and that the cost of email is so small that they're prepared to take the risk. You know, why not just send to everybody on the list? It costs peanuts. Why not just send it out? And that's really some of the the challenges that we're facing is that mentality of we can just send the emails out and the impact is pretty low. An additional point raised here is when you have something like direct mail that costs significantly more per individual message sent, if you send that direct mail piece to the wrong people, you've lost a lot of money. Uh, An example provided was that an MD would actually spend more time going through the list of contacts. They'll take more time and more care for a DM piece because it costs more. Whereas with email, it costs a fraction of the amount of money. You can send it to significantly more people and therefore the impact is lower. If no one buys, again, so what? What does it really matter? It's at this point that Suze chimed in with her opinion. It's not a sexy channel. Like, if people like to boast about their Facebook or TV campaign rather than their really sexy email campaign. Now, I don't think that helps. A lot of the cool stuff, you could probably do really cool email campaigns, but it doesn't work on all the different devices and things. You're so limited by how cool you can make your email campaign because you can... You can't have it working on every platform, which is like a limiting factor. Like the other year, we worked out ways you could do games and emails, and then it was like, oh, you can't do it on this one, and you actually can't do it on this one. Oh, actually, it's a waste of time. But it does come down to the price. Like we were saying today, Aspinall was like the um, wallet brand. Like one of the guys in the office had bought a new wallet, and we thought, why not? It's like, you're going to buy another wallet. That was like 150 quid. I don't need another wallet. Now, <laughs> emailed me every single day for the last three weeks would they do that on Facebook target me every single day on Facebook and I was like yeah but it costs them nothing to send out an email every single day to you like, and they'll probably continue to do that forevermore and you'll come email blind you're not even unsubscribing to it and they don't see the cost of the fact that when you're next ready to buy you probably will forget about them even though it's in their inbox every day they don't see the cost of that but it is, is it like thing. email is the, F- the equivalent of FMC- FMCG? Yes. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's you know, it, it's a few pence, if that. There is a group of individuals that has driven the CPM for email down to the point where it is worth that many. It's the CMOs because they don't want to pay as much. Stu then brings up a very, very good point. How many CMOs are marketers? They yeah, driven more towards yeah. sales. And you're yeah, looking yeah. at acquisition, right? They're, they're going, right, we need to get leads to the website, we need to acquire new business, grow the business. If I'm going into my CEO or CFO to talk about that. Anthony then takes us back to one of the earlier points, effectively saying that the channel is cheap. And though email is effective to the business, doing it right makes very little difference to the to the ultimate bottom line and, and to how much the emails are spending. Email is effectively a box ticking exercise for a lot of businesses. Ross then chimes in with his thoughts. I mean, I mean it's quite a tactical challenge, isn't it? There's something that should be quite easy to get right, I think, email. It's um, easy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I, th- I think distance themselves a little bit from it. I read an article uh, a little while ago that said, the CEOs are now taking back that kind of strategic decision-making power within their businesses from CMOs a few years ago. CMOs, everything is led by tech. Uh, CMOs were calling most of the strategic shots in the business. Um, now it's moving over to CEOs, they're what's caught up. And probably CMOs are thinking, actually, I want a bit of that back. 
distancing yourselves from tactical channels like email and saying, actually, you guys can handle this on your own. So quite often, not very well-paid staff who don't have much experience. Yeah. So there's become then that almost like a, a, a distance from vendors and everyone else speaking to, to now these email teams that, that maybe don't understand it as well as they and do they think it's a strategic channel because it because it is their entire job, and it's really key to their employment? I did um uh, I, I did a presentation like a careers presentation around like your career trajectory as as a brand side marketer, and as I was looking at the entry level positions, and then as you start to grow within the business. You go from being a copywriter, an email marketer, a, a search or paid search kind of expert, and then as you start to get narrower and narrower, you move into you know head of you know marketing manager, sometimes email man- email marketing manager, but then it's a head of marketing, director of marketing, VP of marketing, CMO. You start to look at a much broader channel, and I also wonder like with these CMOs, have they ever done email in their past? Is it that future CMOs might actually listen more because they might have been email marketers in their earlier careers, so care about it perhaps a little bit more, whereas current CMOs, at least the ones I've spoken to, tend to be brand, they tend to be designers, they tend to be creators, (coughs) and maybe do a bit more above-the-line stuff rather than doing more digital. Then Ross raises a point about whether we should even be engaging with CMOs. Do we want to be engaging with CMOs? I argued that they're the ones that have the money. And he says that, yes, they have sign-off, but actually, depending on how good the marketing team is at projecting the value of what they do, maybe we don't need to be engaging with the CMOs. Maybe if we armed the marketers with more data about that value, then they can have the conversations with the CMOs so that we can get on with what we do best in terms of providing the strategic advice for those marketers. I see we get more excitement from the CMOs is that whole email is the ID piece. That's where this whole cross-channel with it, and that's where we see we start to get more people aren't as interested as emails alone, standalone. But like then this whole idea that email can link up with the different channels and help you reach, that, that's where I kind of think people certainly strategically it's a really important channel. So it's kind of like it's the ability of email to reinvent itself and move with it. I think this is where CMOs do engage, don't they? They engage with strategy, segmentation, overall customer loyalty strategies and what the journey looks like. They wouldn't necessarily even kind of Dipping and out of the, the individual channels anyway, so they're probably just going to look at okay, well, where is our overall strategy going? They invest in consultancies or whatever else. They're going to say, yeah, great, this is where your, your customers tend to be engaging. Um, whereas, you know, uh, vendors and, and te- technology owners, that's probably the relationships being devolved to um, IT or uh, what I've heard, uh, chief marketing tech officer. Yeah, apparently that's becoming a thing. So yeah, marketing technology. It's kind of merging IT and marketing together. But I think market, the CMOs actually want to think about that customer touch point strategy and loyalty instead of handling relationships with vendors. It's probably also worth remembering just their job remit. So actually, are they going to spend time looking at an email channel or are they going to spend time looking at what their TV campaign is? 
the next brand advos or the real big money stuff. That's where their time and attention is because that's the thing that they'll be remembered on. The next part of the conversation was actually a little bit tricky to hear, even on the recording, but from the bits and pieces that I did pick up, one of the main things we talked about here was that this whole concept of the legacy of that CMO, when we think about the kind of KPIs CMOs are likely to have, they don't tend to really tie in with the kind of KPIs you tend to see within the email channel. And we talked about this concept of CMOs being targeted based on on growth and coming back to the earlier point that was raised around is the CMO actually even a marketer or are they actually more interested in acquisition and we got onto the topic of lifetime value and lifetime value of a customer is a really interesting concept and it's something that we've discussed in one of the previous podcasts and we may do a dedicated session on lifetime value because this is a, a, a type of stat that very few marketers actually end up using. And it's I don't believe it's even a marketing stat. I think lifetime value should be something that businesses calculate. And I think that is something that is a real challenge for businesses. And it comes down to being able to measure return on investment as well, not just for email, but actually for all of their marketing channels, because by understanding their investment and their returns, It means they're far more able to understand what the value of their clients and their customers actually are. I guess the challenge in actually working out the true ROI of email as a channel across every sector, every industry, and the fact that most people don't look at lifetime value, all we talk about is an open rate or a click-through rate or a bounce rate. No CMO is going to give a shit about open rates or click-through rates. They're going to care about lifetime value, about value the customer, about ROI. And I think that that's probably, that definitely comes into it. Thinking about all of the different topics that were raised and the different comments that came out of it, really fundamentally at the root of it, the reason why we can't engage the CMO is, is probably one that we're not having the conversation that the CMOs want to hear. The CMOs want to hear about bigger picture items like the uh, lifetime value of a customer or the ROI that the different channels bring in or how they're going to support the bigger business strategy. And perhaps the metrics that we as email marketers are looking at don't tell the CMO that kind of information. But actually, maybe we don't need to be engaging with the CMOs. Maybe we need to be engaging much more with the CRM managers and the email marketing managers that are actually driving the programs themselves and to support them in delivering the data they need to show the value that they are providing. And I think the other challenge that that was brought up was that email is considered a tactical channel. It's a cheaper channel than most others. And I think that does it a disservice. You know, this whole podcast is about email marketing and how email supports a lot of the other channels. And I think we're unlikely to be able to increase the costs of email. And I think a lot of the marketers listening to this podcast will probably not be happy if their vendor ups the prices or the CPM of their of their email. But actually demonstrating that value is much harder when it's something that effectively is much cheaper. And when you compare that with marketing channels like direct mail or any of the above the line channels that cost a lot more, 
people tend to take more notice. It's it's like any kind of purchase, right? You think about the purchases, and and I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. It's a bit like FMCG. No one thinks about the soap that they use, really. I mean, some people might do, but no one really thinks about the soap that they use or the milk that they buy. But if it's a much higher value item, then people give it a little bit more thought. You know, I'm not even talking about the big ticket items like cars or homes, but if you're going to buy a pair of shoes, you give it significantly more thought than if you're going to buy a pint of milk. And so I think when it comes to engaging with CMOs as vendors, which most of the people in the email council are, there are definitely a few brand side marketers on that council. We can be doing a very different job of supporting the email marketers and the brand side marketers, arming them with the kind of information that they need. And that's all we've got time for for today. I really hope that you enjoyed hearing the voices and the thoughts of the rest of the email council. Uh, This was a complete experiment. So if you didn't like it or you did like it or you want to hear more or less, please do get in touch with us by sending an email to email at dma.org.uk. That's email at dma.org.uk. So this podcast is currently available on SoundCloud, but we are still looking at hosting it on a wider range of podcast services. Please do rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Share it with all of your fellow email geeks. If you really enjoyed listening to what we've got to say and what I've got to say, we would really appreciate spreading the word to anyone involved in the email industry. I have been Lily Boev and this has been My Dog Ate My Email. Thanks very much and see you next time.